Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make sure you head to vsin.com, become a vsin pro subscriber today, get the daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You can sort picks by sport matchup, event date, and more when you head over to the vsin.com slash picks page. We've also got a top vsin experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which vsin expert has the hot hand. For vsin pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a vsin pro subscriber today. Again, vsin.com slash subscribe, just 19 Dollars. We will be joined in just a little bit by former Raiders quarterback and NFL MVP Rich Gannon. We'll talk some AFC West and Raiders offseason ahead of training camp set to begin later on this month in a moment alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony, but for now, I thought this was kind of interesting, Michael, just looking at our NFL betting guide going through. We had a lot of similarities, which I didn't necessarily expect, including our Super Bowl matchup and champion. We both had the Bengals beating the 49ers, although you had a little bit of a different road to get there. You had the Browns beating the Bengals in the division. Yeah. I think the Bengals, I mean, I think the Browns are uh, a team that is kind of getting overlooked a little bit. They're they're talented. They, they have their one loss record last year is a little deceiving. They lost close games, you know, and they lost a close game to the Chargers at home. They mm-hmm. lost a close game to Atlanta in Atlanta. They let the Jets just come back and beat them but I know we have Rich here so we'll talk to Rich uh, I'm disappointed usually on 4th of July the great Rich Gannon takes his bicycle and rides down and says hello and we sit on the porch and solve world problems but I haven't seen you Rich where have you been I, I'm, I'm on my way brother I'm, I'm leaving the gym right now uh, over here in Summers Point trying to get my you know trying to stay in shape like you and, and uh, I'll be on the bike here and, and uh, you know me I'm up and down the boardwalk all the time around the Fourth of July, so I can't wait to stop by and see you. Actually, oh, I, I got to do come... a better job with my timing. I got to come by like around four thirty when you get that grill going, my friend. Yeah, you come by anytime. It'll be working tonight. You <laughs> could, I tell you that right now. Stop by. Bring you know we'll we'll do we'll do it right. Last night we were out there. Uh, it was all good. We're good. How you been, buddy? Doing good. We're. We're doing great. Rich, talk to us a little bit about. I know Derek Carr has kind of continued this mounting of frustration against the Raiders and he doesn't seem to have let it go but 
let, talk about what you think Jimmy Garoppolo can do in replacing Derek Carr. Well, I think they're different players, Michael. I think you'd agree with that. I mean, I think they have a, a different skill sets. I think Derek has got an incredibly talented arm. He can whip it all around the field. And I think Jimmy's got a little bit more of a limitation when it comes to that. He still throws. Makes, he can make all the throws. He's still very capable. Doesn't have maybe the mobility that Derek Carr has. Although, that being said, you know, Derek had pretty good escape ability, decent movement in the pocket, but a, a quarterback that was reluctant to use his legs, even though I, I thought he was, he was always capable of doing that. You're not going to get much of that from Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a guy that really relies on really good protection. It can change the launch point with him. I think he's got some history, obviously, in the system uh, with Josh McDaniels. I think that'll serve him well. He just has to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back to 2017, you know, when he's played, he's, I think he's at the third highest winning percentage. I mean, he, he's more than capable. But, you know, you have to play well around him. And I think the, the biggest question I have is, one, can he stay healthy? And number two, how much better can they be or will they be defensively? That That's really – an area that's held the Raiders back for years. Yeah, and that's something that we've talked about a lot with even when when Derek Carr was having the big passing seasons and the offense was putting up points, it's still hard to win games when you have to put up 28-plus points per game because the defense has given up so much. But to your point about Jimmy Garoppolo and his success since he has been a starting quarterback, yes, the third-highest win percentage since 2017. He led San Francisco to the playoffs every year. He started double-digit games, which is three of the last four, and 40-17 and 17 as a starter. So, like, he's a proven winner when healthy. But but genuinely, what is your belief with him coming off of the ankle injury? Um, they had to obviously make the contract adjustments for him this offseason and before he was introduced at, at, at his press conference. Do you believe that that's a real thing, that he can be more durable this opening year in Vegas? I, you know, I hope so. I think the Raiders continue to try and address the offensive line. They've got a talented back. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got some really good skill players. They like this young tight end out of Notre Dame. And so I think he's going to have enough talent around him. I think Michael would agree, having spent time with Josh. I mean, I think he's a very creative play caller. I think he sees the game through the eyes of the quarterback. I think he can – I think they'll continue to build a plan around what Jimmy does well, what Jimmy's got a history of doing, right, what Jimmy likes. And I think you know, a lot of that is, is to be able to run the football, play action, move the pocket, do some different things. I, I would say this about Garoppolo. He's a pretty savvy guy. You know, you look at him situationally in the red zone, third down. He's a guy that, you know, takes good care of the football, manages – the game really well and I don't say that in a disrespectful way I just I just think that you know if he can stay healthy I think the Raiders got a chance to do something special I think he brings certain qualities and intangibles to that locker room I think that that'll serve him well you know I think he's a, a natural leader I think he's a good communicator I think I think the players will rally around him and I think the biggest question is is you know, when you look at when you look at teams that are playing in the postseason every year, you look at teams that are you know having winning records. They're not playing with three and four quarterbacks, you know. And I, I think it, 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 that's that's the challenge. I think you know, can you play all seventeen? Uh, can you play at a high enough level where you're not putting your you not putting your team in bad situations each week? But I really like Garoppolo. I've always liked Garoppolo. It doesn't have the, the explosive mobility. Not going to be able to generate generate manufacture a ton of offense on his own. But there's other quarterbacks like out there that are doing that. Look at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you look at his body of work over the last four or five years, he's put up some really solid numbers. 
what's let them down in Minnesota now is the defense last year. They were awful defenses. So I think yeah. I think Garoppolo is a similar type player. No, no, I just no, I just I just think he's a similar oh, type player to what we have in Minnesota. Yeah, Rich, talk about Sean Payton's impact on Denver. I mean, you've been you've been coached by a lot of really good coaches. You know, you had Marty Schottenheimer in Washington. Uh, you know, and then you know you came to the Kansas City. I mean, with Marty, you were there, and then you had John in, in Oakland, and so you've been Denny Green. Talk about the influence of of what Sean Payton will do for Russell Wilson. Well, I just think that Sean Payton is one of the best play callers in the NFL. You know, I just think you look at his body of work, even when he was in Dallas with Parcells, you look at him, uh, obviously, with, with Drew Brees and, and the Saints. He's had a lot of success as a play caller. He's going to be the primary play caller. He's got Joe Lombardi there with him who understands, uh, you know, speaks the same language. I think Russell Wilson's really going to benefit from this. I think Russell Wilson was embarrassed by what happened a year ago. I think he played poorly. Uh, I, I think they've got to get him back uh, on the planet Earth. I mean, he's got. To, he, I think he's got too many distractions in his life. He's got too many things going on off the field, and he's got to get back to focusing on you know being the consistent, productive performer, performer week in and week out. To me, Michael, he just didn't look right a year ago. Like when you look at his eyes, when you look at his body language, when you look at him under center, when you look at it, it just didn't look right. I think he's got to get back to playing with that confidence, that swagger, that juice that he had. And I think Sean Payton can bring it out of him. Here with Rich Gannon, former NFL quarterback, league MVP. You can catch him doing great work for CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, and the 33rd team as a host and analyst. And how about the Chargers in this division as well? Because we talk about a coach that can make an impact on a player. What do you think Kellen Moore could potentially do for Justin Herbert in L.A.? I think that'll be a good pairing. The only concern I have is it seems like they keep pulling the rug out from under Justin Herbert like every couple of years, and it's somebody else, new system, new terminology, new verbiage. That's never a good thing with a young quarterback. Even the head coach. I like to see the head coach stay out of his way. Like, let's not, let's not go for it on fourth and one, uh, the first possession of the game from our own 35-yard line. But let's do some things strategically and analytically that maybe make a bit more sense. We've got a great quarterback. We don't need to take unnecessary risks. And I just think that's been part of the issue there. Another team that has to play better defensively. But I'm a big, I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. And at some point, guys, you have to go into the general manager's office, the head coach's office, and pound your fist and say, hey, look, enough's enough. Stay out of my way. Let me do my thing. I mean, you know, I think you look at Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they've got, they've got this great relationship, and Andy's not afraid to put the game in his hands. And I just think, we need to see more of that with the Chargers. They've got a really talented, smart, capable player in Justin Herbert and enough talent around him offensively. They've got to play better defensively. They've got to be better in the kicking game. And the head coach has to make better decisions. Rich, we've only got about 30 seconds left with you, but we at the top of the block, we're talking about who we have playing in this year's Super Bowl. Where things sit right now, who would your pick be? You know, I, I, it's always a tough question. I, I, I simply always rely on, who has the best coaching and the best play play call, uh, best coaching and best quarterback? And so, I mean, you know, I, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Until I see something different, I have to I have to go with those guys. I think on the, in the NFC side, I think it's it's much more up in the air. I, I tell you what, Mike McCarthy taking over mm-hmm. the play calling and with 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 
Brian Schottenheimer, I think this is going to be a big year for the Cowboys. They've won 12 games in back-to-back seasons. They've got a lot of talent there. Can they put it all together in 2020? Could the Cowboys and Chiefs Thanks, meet here in Vegas? Thanks, you Rich. You the best. See you soon. Thank you. See you soon, Rich. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to 25 bucks only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Okay, so Rich Gannon's prediction for the Super Bowl, which, by the way, is going to be right here in beautiful Viva Las Vegas in February of 2023. He has the Chiefs taken on the Cowboys. And, Michael, coincidentally, you and I both had 
the Bengals and 49ers going head-to-head in this year's Super Bowl. Cincinnati, I mean, top 10 scoring defense, top 10 scoring offense last year, and it feels like a late push on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs could have been the difference between losing in heartbreaking fashion and potentially winning a team's first Lombardi trophy. So uh, can they rebound this year and get back to another Super Bowl? Well, look, I think to me, you know, they have been knocking on the door. They're they're a false start penalty away from winning one. Actually, you know, it's twenty to twenty, in the, or it's twenty to seventeen in that game. Twenty, I think it was twenty-one seventeen, or you know, when yeah. when they went ahead, when the you know, and it's a false start that never got called, and then they don't convert the they don't convert, which would have been put them almost in field goal range the way McPherson was kicking during that stretch. So, you know, that there they lose that Super Bowl. And then last year, you know, you get the rough in the passer penalty, which was the right call. The kid just made an effort, but unfortunately hit Mahomes out of bounds, which cost them uh, to to kick the field, well, allowed them to kick the field goal to get to the Super Bowl. Whether they could have beat Philly or not, I don't know. But they are talented. And I think the one thing about the Bengals that I've learned over the last two years is they improve as the year goes on. I mean, two years in a row, they start five and four. And then when they start five and four, they just run the table. I mean, they Mm -hmm. ran the table. After they beat Carolina, they destroyed Carolina. They lose to Cleveland in Cleveland 32-13. And then they come back. they They kill Carolina go on a bye week, and then they don't lose again until that Kansas City uh, championship game. So they get better in the second half. And the reason I put Cleveland as the winner of the North is because of this. Mm-hmm. Because they, I think the Bengals will qualify, but I don't know if they'll be able to overcome another bad start because of the competition in the AFC being so difficult. Yeah. So, But I like their team, and I'll like their team more at the end of the year especially defensively, as they kind of sort through losing Von Bell, who was their signal caller on defense at free safety. They lost Jesse Bates, the two safeties. People say, well, safeties don't matter. Ask Buffalo if safeties don't matter with losing Pryor last year and and Jordan Poyer. I mean, Makai Hyde and Jordan Poyer. So uh, I, I think that's why I like them. And San Francisco, I think ultimately as they sort through the quarterback, again, a late surge by them will be playing their best football in November, in December and January. Right. And uh, as far as the Bengals go, I completely agree on the defensive back end. They got to figure out who's going to be that kind of vocal leader for them in that area with Bell gone. And also up front for the Cincinnati Bengals last year, we saw how much they invest, they invested in that offensive line and it took a while for them to gel injuries ended up derailing a little bit of that progress. So the offensive line wasn't, Uh, didn't meet the expectations that we largely had for them, then this year they take it a step further and say, you know what, we're really going to show that we're doing whatever it takes to protect our signal caller in Joe Burrow. You get Orlando Brown, you move uh, Jonah Williams over to right tackle, Karras, Alex Kappa. Um, So hopefully they're able to take that step forward so that at least maybe some of that productivity can come earlier on in the season. Like you mentioned, I I know it's been tough for them early, but if they can – just kind of build on some of the progress we thought they were going to make last year. Yeah. I mean, look, they're a good team. And as long as you got Burrow and he's so competitive and those receivers, Chase, Higgins with Boyd in the slot, you know, they didn't redo Mixon's deal. Everybody thought they were going to cut Mixon. He's still on their roster making over $10 million. And he's a good runner. I mean, he's a powerful guy. I think with that offensive line, there's improvement, as you mentioned. I think that certainly will help them. Now, uh, you know, defensively, I think they can improve. You know, I think they're going to get better as the year goes on. And and partly because, 
you know, I think Lou Amaromo is such a good coach, mm-hmm. and some of the young players are going to have to take a giant mother may I step forward. Miles Murphy, the kid they drafted in the first round, he needs to really come along to give them that rotational end to go along with Hubbard and Hendrickson. And then Dax Hill, the kid they drafted in the first round last year, has got to fill in at safety. They signed Nick Scott to play safety to give him the signal caller. But I do think this is a team that will improve as the year goes on. And they seem to, and I like Lou Amaromo as a coach. So I think there's a lot to like about this Bengal team. Now, one of the other things, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Sammy Perrine was a really good player for them last year especially in the nickel situation. Are they going to use Chris Evans there? Or are they going to keep Mixon on the field? Or, or Travion Williams, who they drafted in 2019? I don't know. I think that's one area to look for. And interesting, too, um, because you, like you said, have the Browns winning that division because you anticipate them having a little bit more early success, that on the Bengals' schedule, their book ended game one, and week, their final week of the season against the Cleveland Browns. So that'll make for some intrigue in the division, I think, for sure, when it comes to the way that yeah. those, those games I, play I wanna out. I want to ask you, Stormy. I mean, when we were going through this for the guide, you know, the AFC was hard mm-hmm. because you know there's going to be a good team that you have to leave out. You nope. know, you, there's going there, – there's too many – whereas to me, I don't know, and I would love to hear your commentary on this, is in the NFC, I was looking for teams. AFC, I was like – can I leave them out? Can I not leave them out? How does that work? How did you approach it? Yeah, I felt like a little bit of a, like I was in a stranglehold to an extent because some of the favorites just feel like the only way you can really go in some of those divisions. And it's so hard to bet against the Chiefs in the division. They, I, I'm looking at our at our NFL betting guide right now, and it's across the board. Every single person in this guide has the Chiefs winning the AFC West. It's just the expectation there's just some of those teams that make it hard on you because of how competitive at the top specifically it is same thing with you you look at the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills it's like okay who's actually going to be able to overtake Buffalo in this division most people would say that if they had to choose somebody it would be the Jets but are they really a team that can be relied upon just because they add an MVP player in Aaron Rodgers I I don't know. They haven't made the playoffs in a decade, and now we're expecting them to win the division. That's a little bit of a a tough pill to swallow, in my opinion. But then in the NFC, because of the parity, especially at the top, and uh, you look at it's everybody talks about the 49ers and the Eagles kind of at that upper echelon, but then where do you really go from there? And the Dallas Cowboys, yes, they've had back-to-back 12-win seasons, but again, they haven't really been able to get over the hump either in the postseason. They've been knocked out by San Francisco each of the last two years. So it was kind of a fun exercise to do, I think, Um, especially the NFC South specifically, because I know you and I both like the Carolina Panthers and just kind of mapping out different ways to bet on Carolina. Like, okay, is the plus 375, that's a good number in the division. If I think that Carolina can win the division, that means Bryce Young is likely going to have a really good season. Maybe look at him for offensive player of the year. Uh, That also means if Carolina has, you know, um, they go over 500 this year as Frank Reich in line to win coach of the year. So just try, trying to line up what I thought on both the AFC and NFC and how certain bets that maybe were a little bit less chalky could work out in other markets as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the correlation betting is kind of important too, right? You got to kind of, if you think Carolina's going to win the South, you know, Bryce Young take him for Rookie of the Year, but then pivot into Frank Wright for Coach of the Year. I think all those things can line up. Look, it, it's, it, it, and I don't think you could do too many of these, Stormy. I think to me, you're investing money into a seven or eight, um, eight month wait, mm-hmm. and so you really want to make sure. That's why I kind of believe the. The, the MVP race is probably the most profitable one you can play on a long-term basis because you know through elimination there's only going to be – it's going to be a quarterback who's going to win it. And then if you could play the quarterback thing, that would work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just a, a reminder to follow up that thought process from Michael there because for the NFL MVP market, the last time that we saw a non-quarterback win the award was 2012, and it was Adrian Peterson, and it was that insane season. And then there's still a big gap even from the last person to win it before him. So just take all of these things into account. That's the quarterback award. And there are certain – you talk about process of elimination, Michael. We can eliminate non-quarterbacks, but sometimes there are just people you can eliminate from that market too. Like for me as a better, initially, like I just crossed off Tua Tungavailoa. I don't think that he's going to stay healthy this season. He's off my list. You know, you can process of eliminate in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that's right. And elimination is the most important thing in betting. I think that's one thing people have to really understand. Eliminate games, eliminate players as best you can. You're going to lose some of those that you eliminate, but it, it allows you to focus on the things you need to focus on and and really study the bets you want to make. We're going to take a quick break here. A reminder again, though, make sure you get in and get that NFL betting guide if you haven't already, just because there's so much valuable information in it, vcin.com slash subscribe. When we come back, though, we're going to turn the page from the NFL back to the NBA. Michael sent Steph and I an email this morning saying the money in the NBA is crazy, and he's not wrong. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? We're rolling along here. Hour two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on a Saturday alongside Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonatoni live at Circa Resort and Casino, our VSIN studio in downtown Las Vegas. If you're missing Femi Abebefe, give the guy a break. He needs some vacation time. He's getting some in for Fourth of July weekend. Michael, oh, by the way, how excited are you yeah. for the hot dog eating contest? This is one of my favorite things every single year. Oh, is it really? Yes, I love you it. You know, I... I- I am kind of looking for. I mean, it's disgusting to me, but I mean, I am looking forward to it. I don't know how somebody can do that. I love hot dogs, but you know, one's enough. But I mean, the way they go down it. Are you going to bet on it, Stormy? No, I'm not going to bet on it just because Joey Chestnut's like a minus five thousand favorite. Like he is every single is year really? to win it. Yes, I, I have to look at some of the women's numbers because at times there can be more advantages in that market. But for the men's, it's it, Joey Chestnut is just a freak of nature. He's going to put him down. It's ten minutes long. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Do you even like hot dogs? Uh, I love hot dogs, okay. but you know, like I like I like to enjoy a hot dog. I don't just want to like it's not that's not eating. You can't classify that as eating. That's shoving. <laughs> I get like so, that's shoving. I just it's get disgusting. I just get grossed out. I don't even get grossed out. How do you practice for this, Stormy? I mean, like, how do you practice for this? Well, you need to go watch the the 30 for 30 they did on this a handful of years back with Kobayashi and him, and they show like a breakdown of the training regimen that they have to do to eat these bad boys. Training regimen. Yes, I love that. they yeah. do, and like they have to eat at certain times. It's a whole it's a whole thing. But what's always like fascinating to me is I don't get grossed out by them dunking the hot dogs in the water. I get grossed out by the people that dunk it in the fruit punch. 
what are we doing? That is like that is taking it to a new level of growth for me. But we'll we'll have a full preview it. of this later on this week, come Tuesday for the actual Fourth of it. July contest. I love um, it. But I for love now, it. Michael, let's get this hour started with what's on Michael's mind. Because while the Nathan's hot dog eating contest was on my mind, on your mind is NBA free agency, which began last night. Um, you sent Steph and I an email this morning that said, "quote." The money in the NBA is crazy, and if we've learned anything from the last 24 hours, it's that free agency is not free. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's funny because I, I take the Indiana Pacers, right? Like, I asked somebody in the league this morning, have they made themselves better? And, you know, the guy says to me, look, Brown's a really good player, but that's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people are hoping they could get Brown on a slightly above a mid-level exemption. And Halliburton is a good player. I mean, one of the things that makes me absolutely insane is the fact that the 76ers had a transitate Ben Simmons for Halliburton, and they did, they just sniffed mm -hmm. their noses at it. They wouldn't even entertain it because they were so obsessed with James Harden. So, you know, and Halliburton's a really good player. But I, I don't know. You know, last year the Pacers won 37 games. Does do these moves that they made, i.e. the draft and then free agency where they've spent significant dollars – has it improved their team? Can they get the 42 wins? Can they get the 45 wins? Have they closed the gap on the East? I mean, I think the East is, you know, we know Boston has improved with Perlingas. They just gave him an extension. Milwaukee should be better next year if Middleton stays healthy. He just got huge money. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to add more pieces. And then Miami, if they were able to get Lillard, I mean, who knows where they go? So th there's a lot of competition in the East, and slightly better in the East isn't going to be good enough if you're the Indiana Pacers, but yet you're spending a lot of money. Right. Look, looks like it could be a gauntlet. It's like Monopoly money sometimes looking at yeah, these deals. It really is. I mean, they're just throwing money around left and right, and they have to. Look, you know, and the team that does the best job to me are the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just keep taking like they took Oladipo's contract on, you know, to help out because they've got no salary cap restrictions. They get Chet Holmgren back, their first round pick from last year. You know, there's this point guard that 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 could come over. Mimic, I believe it's Mimic. He's, uh, you know, may play in their summer league, and if he may be the hit of all hits if they get him. Oklahoma City Thunder to me is is approaching it the right way. They're not tanking. They're not going through a process. They're building a cohesive team, and they're only going to get better. Like, I like what they're doing as opposed to what Indianapolis is doing. Yeah, and um, we'll get a little bit of perspective in about 30 or so minutes. Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata, he's going to stop by, and we'll talk a variety of things, but also just if there's been any notable bets or movement in the NBA big picture yeah. with some of these free agent signings. Yeah, you, you really think that, that – the Pacers' odds, I saw we had a board. Steph had a board up here for the Pacers' odds. And I think that they went – I mean, they're still below some of these teams. I think they're like 250 to, to win the title. I mean, I, I, I don't even think they're going to close that gap very far. Well, and just for some numbers for folks when it comes to how much, like, the, the money that has been invested for Tyrese Halliburton, it's a five-year contract extension with the Pacers worth up to $260 million. So if they're – were any questions about if they believe at least he can be a franchise cornerstone? Indiana answered that's the largest deal in Pacers history. He averaged 20.7 points per game, 10.4 assists, and shot 40% from three last year. And then Bruce Brown, two-year, $45 million agreement and has an option um, on the second year. So, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of money invested just in 
24 hours <laughs> for the Indiana Pacers yeah. when it comes here. Also, mind you, talking about it being monopoly money, Nearly $1.5 billion in contracts that came out um, since that window opened yesterday. And we know the new CBA is going to force this hard cap. So a team like Oklahoma City, thought the Thunder, which has a really good opportunity to uh, – to you know, stay under the cap. They've got a lot of young, young players. I mean, look, they they have, I think they have twelve first round picks still left with mm -hmm. them. You know, they got all these draft choices, and they they've got Shea Alexander. I mean, they they get Chet Holmgren back. I mean, this is a really good team. So you know, I think that's the best approach. I I really like what they're doing. Whereas I think with the Pacers and maybe even the Wizards, they're kind of like, okay, we're going to stay in the middle of the pack. I don't want to go all the way down and lose like like the 76ers did for three years and have no culture, but I also want to be able to have a future and taking these contracts on like Oklahoma City has done has really going to benefit it. But, but then more than anything, mm -hmm. right, Oklahoma City hits with the picks, yeah. right? They, they end up making really good picks. With uh, In case anybody missed it, some of the big deals that have come through, Draymond Green signs his contract to remain with Golden State. Kyrie got the bag in Dallas to remain there. Kyle Kuzma staying in Washington. Chris Middleton stays with the Bucks, as Michael mentioned. Um, lots of deals, not a ton of movement with the exception of Oladipo, Bruce Brown. And Fred Van Vliet, who, who leaves Toronto for the Rockets, Michael. Let's let's go to that deal here. Three years, $130 wow. million with the Rockets. Largest contract for an undrafted player all time. And we know that the, there was the back and forth with potentially James Harden with Houston. Houston's got a lot of young talent. How do you think Fred Van Vliet will fit there? Uh, I think to me, you know, look, it, uh, when you bring uh, a Doku, a media Doku, the head coach in there, you know, he kind of sets the tone. They they kind of, he squashed the Harden thing. I mean, the yep. Tillman family wanted, the Fajita family, Tillman Fajita, they wanted Harden and you know, they love him as a player. But I, I think the new coach kind of said, no, no, Fan Fleet gives us a better chance. And all you keep hearing about is small guards can't play and then Van Fleet gets $42 million a year. Like somebody explain that to me. I didn't get to hear, by the way, um, since I wasn't on with you yesterday, what you thought about everything with James Harden. Daryl Morey finally moving on. I think it's a great opportunity for Philadelphia to kind of reset. I mean, if he would have opted in, they had no room. Now in a sign-and-trade, now they can trade him and get some assets back to see what they can do. Now, we know Maury asked for unrealistic trades like he has, like he did for Tobias Harris and other teams. So I don't know what that's going to do. They decided not to extend Maxi. Now, they're couching that as if they they want to wait and see what happens in the Harden deal before they do an extension with Maxi, which to me smells and, and acts like they're going to put Maxi in some kind of deal to then uh, to try to get another superstar to go with him, to go with Harden, to maximize Harden's value. I don't know. That's just a guess on my part. But to me, Maxi is going to be the, they need Maxi, and they don't want to extend him right now. They want to wait until this fall. Yeah, Michael, you talked earlier, too, about the gauntlet that could be the Eastern Conference next year. Where do the 76ers fit in that in your mind right now? Oh, I, I think that they're sliding slowly back down. You know, I, I think to me that, that Miami's going to get better. What, the interesting thing, what will the Knicks do, right? The Knicks mm -hmm. got better at the end of the year. Uh, they haven't made any moves. A lot of people think Jules Randle will be available, so we'll see what they do. Uh 
you know, Cleveland, we haven't touched on Cleveland, but Cleveland added Struess today, and they also added George Niang from Philadelphia, who's, you know, they added two shooters, which is something that Cleveland really needed to have to their basketball team. They needed more spacing, and whether Niang and, and Struess, both guys are kind of hot and cold at times, but when they're when they're really playing well in terms of shooting well, they can be a force. And Struess, they made a deal to get him, and I think those two moves for Cleveland yeah. pushes them above Philadelphia. Now I know everybody says, well, Philly's got Embiid, but you know they have to have another player next to Embiid to go along with Maxi. And what's their depth of their team? They've lost Shake Middleton. They've lost Niang to, to Middleton went to Minnesota. They lost Niang. Who's going to fit in there? They've got a restricted free agent in Paul Reed. Are they going to re-sign him? What are they going to do? So there's a lot of pieces that they're going to have to put together. It'll be interesting to see how Maury handles Mm -hmm. this. And the Cavs are a longer shot where things sit right now. They're the 76ers at 9-1 on BetMGM. The Sixers 7-1. Your favorite in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, with, as you referenced, the Kristaps Porzingis trade not too long ago, plus 190. The the Milwaukee Bucks, plus 225. Miami, plus 550. That's the way the top of the odds board shake out in the Eastern Conference ahead of next season. Last 30 seconds here, Michael. Your biggest winner and biggest loser over the last 24 hours in free agency. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to determine a loser yet because it's not done. I would say Cleveland, with adding two shooters, a huge winner. That really improves our team. Love it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. Still lots of NFL to come over the course of this hour on the Lombardi line. Um, We'll get to a a bookmaker breakdown on the New York Jets and what the expectations are for them, not only in the division, but as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers, what could Hard Knocks impact be potentially, Michael? But we're going to take a quick break back here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.